Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Horizons Federal Credit Union pregame show. And it's great to have on one of the Bay Sox broadcasters, Paul Kritchner. Paul, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Jacob. I appreciate it. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, and you are you're our first opposing broadcaster of the year. And I'm sure Adam Cole was uh, very insulted. <laughs> well, I'll try to fit in for him. All right. He, he keeps me to a high standard, so I hope I don't disappoint him. <laughs> well, he's got such a busy schedule and his PR reps were, were you know, just refused to be accommodating. So, so <laughs> what can you do? Um, <laughs> you know, when I look, Paul, at last night's game, I know it's 12 nothing. I thought it was a fascinating game because I don't think the Rumble Ponies played badly at all. And I don't think Rennie pitched badly. He ran into a couple of bad spots, three in the second. And then Joey Ortiz, who has a couple of homers on the year, hits that two-run homer um, in the fifth. And to me, that was the turning point. Well, you know, the funny thing was you and I had a conversation before the series started yesterday, and you asked me some things to look out for. And I said, well, you know, Grayson Rodriguez's first inning is something to look out for because sometimes he struggles in the first inning. Then what does he do? He strikes out all three batters on 11. Yeah, so it was pretty I'm, impressive. Sitting there, I'm sitting there in my first inning break going, well, Jacob's never going to trust me again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I thought that Bowie Bowie hit the ball really well. They were aggressive yesterday and, and they got out to an early lead. And I thought that the, the pitching, you know, Rodriguez not, yeah. Um, not taking his foot off the gas from his first start was the most impressive thing to me. You kind of just felt like with the way he was pitching in the first couple innings, you know, he retires the first seven batters that he faces, that that really set the table for the offense to give them the spark that they needed. You know, they score the three runs in that second inning. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, Jacob, with those two runs that Robert Newstrom drove in in the second inning, he's now tied for the team lead with Adley Rutschman. He's just quietly having mm -hmm. a really, really solid year. And I want to, and I'll talk about Rodriguez, but six through nine in the order before, you know, some of those sort of window dressing runs at the end of the game, they had six of those RBI. And so we're talking Riser, who had an incredible game, Newstrom, uh, yep. even Grenier. I mean, one for uh, one for five or one through five in the order was pretty much held in check. It was six through nine that did so much of the damage. Yeah, five through nine in the order scored nine of the 12 runs. And like you said, six through nine were the ones getting all the hits. Johnny Riser, he has three doubles. He has four hits. He goes four for five. But Riser with those three doubles, he almost had a triple, but he got a little too aggressive. That's and right. Got thrown out a third. <laughs> right. He got, got a little too ahead of himself, got thrown out yeah. a third, but even still yeah. three doubles. And we're talking, you know, you mentioned Ortiz with the home run and you talk about Johnny Riser. These are guys that have barely been in double A for a week, right? And we got Riser batting sixth in the order. Ortiz is already batting second. These guys are just slotting in and not missing a beat. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, Rodriguez, and certainly he came out ready with those three strikeouts. But I just thought for the five innings, it was efficient. You know, I mean, he was certainly piping in 97, 98. But he also was mixing in off-speed pitches, and to me, that is the sign of a professional pitcher that's ready to yeah. move up quickly. Yeah, he threw 71 pitches. 47 of them were for strikes. He did not allow a run. He only allowed two hits. He still, even back to his starts in high A before he came to Bowie, where uh, you know he was with, with Aberdeen, he still now 
has not allowed more than one run in a start this year. So he has just been, he's been locked in. He's worked out of trouble when he's gotten into trouble, but even last night, he only allowed one runner into scoring position. So it was never like he was really threatened necessarily, but you're right when you say it didn't really feel like a 12, nothing game last night. Right. I mean, it was, it was yeah. played so it was played so quickly. Uh, right. the, the defense was pretty efficient. I mean, you know, Binghamton makes the one error, but, but otherwise it was a, it was a really, I thought it was a well-played game. And then all of a sudden you look at the score and it was 12, nothing. It was a blowout. And it was like, wow, well, I don't right. know if it really felt like that, but I guess that's how it turned out. Yeah. And in the four and the ninth, you know, and, and Goggin yeah. struggled a little bit. So that, 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 uh, you know, put a little more mustard on the score. Um, sure. But, you know, another thing is you talk about, and you, you guys have seen it, I'm sure. I mean, you just saw it in that, crazy Sunday game, the 13-11 game at Hartford. No lead is safe. And so how about Caleb Bishop? I mean, the guy was nearly perfect besides the Cortez double in the ninth, four scoreless innings, and he saves the bullpen for the rest of the series. Yeah, now that's the third time in the last week that we've seen the what we call piggyback pitcher come out of the yeah. bullpen and throw the final four innings of the game and get a save. And it's so weird, right, to put a save next to a guy in a 12-0 yeah, right, right. game. But you come in out of the bullpen, you throw those final four innings, you're going to get the save, and that's what he did. He throws 56 pitches, 38 for strikes, and he doesn't walk a batter, which is huge because that's something the Bowie pitching staff is really focusing on right now is limiting those free passes and not walking as many guys. So, yes, he only allowed one hit. Yes, he didn't allow a run. That's great. That's all fine and dandy. But the number that I look at in the scorebook is that between Rodriguez and Bishop, the whole game, they only walked two guys, which is huge for this pitching staff if they can keep that going and locating their pitches, throwing a lot of strikes. They've done that. But I, I thought even still last night, I didn't feel like Binghamton, uh, especially against Rodriguez, I, I didn't feel like the Rumble Ponies were really chasing a lot of pitches out of the zone. No. I thought he, no. I thought he was throwing a lot of strikes, and yeah. he was just throwing 100 miles an hour right past the swinging bat. Yeah, I mean, there were some hitters who were pretty good who looked behind, you know, on that fastball up and in, uh, well located. But I think the walks is a great point because every buoy rally uh, seemed to be surrounded or sandwiched around a walk you know, or a couple of walks. And it wasn't that there was an exorbitant amount, but certainly at this level in particular, you give up a home run, you move on. But but those walks really extend those innings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, looking at last night, like I said, only two walks. And, you know, you guys on the other side, Binghamton only issues four walks in the game. So it's not like we're sitting there talking about incredible. Now, it is a little bit more than Bowie, but it's still nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, from that perspective, but, but still, I just thought that the, the buoy order, they had the timely hits when it counted. And I love the production out of guys like Ortiz and riser who are relatively new to the lineup and they're still out there producing. And how about Caden Grenier too? I mean, he goes out there and puts three singles on the board in the last three at bats of his night. Now he's leading the team in a batting average of 293. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy one through nine in this order you know, on a night where Adley Rutschman goes one for five with a couple of strikeouts, right. 12, 12, nothing. I mean, that's, that speaks to how well Bowie is playing right now. 
Rutschman and Dorian holding, you know, between the two of them, just one hit. Lastly, a look at Kevin Smith tonight. We'll certainly talk about him in the broadcast. And uh, you've seen or have gotten to experience what uh, we got to taste of in 2019. Yeah, 0.86 ERA. And I feel like he just needs to be talked about more. I, I feel like he's as quietly as he can be throwing with a sub one ERA and he's been so I mean, he's only allowed a run in one of his starts. He allowed two runs over, uh, I believe it was like the second start of his year back on like May 14th, something like that. He, uh, he gave up two runs in one start since then he hasn't allowed a run and he has started all of his appearances except for one when he comes out of the bullpen last week and gets a four inning save. So he has just been so dynamic for Bowie whether it's in those four starts or whether it was in the one appearance out of the bullpen, just his ability to come in, uh, like I talked about with you yesterday before the series, to mix pitches and and locate and keep hitters off balance has been great. And uh, he has been one of the highlights, if not the highlight of this staff so far. I mean, you talk about all the big names that we've seen come through. Kyle Bradish already promoted to AAA. D.L. Hall's on this staff, Grayson Rodriguez. Ophelki Peralta is having a great year, but here's Kevin Smith with a 0.86 ERA to lead the team. So how about that? <laughs> how about that? Well, uh, Paul Krishner, you and Adam have a great call tonight. And as always, appreciate the time. Hey, thank you so much, Jacob. We'll talk soon.